to the very first episode of Uncle Dad Talks. Before we get into everything, I do want to introduce myself. My name is Uncle Dad. Uh, I am an avid comic book enthusiast, uh, music enthusiast, movie enthusiast. So I'm pretty much enthused about everything. Well, you know what? Nothing that gets me more excited than uh, introducing independent um, independent artists. And for, the, for example, uh, the music you just heard is by an artist by the name of Basket Case. That song is called High Waves. And it's you can find it on Soundstripe. Dot com that is soundstripe.com um, every episode we start we're going to have a new artist new track played every time to support real local independent music as much as we can uh, in fact if you have any music you want us to play uh, on this show uh, please feel free to reach out to uh, underground meeple at uncledadcomics.com and with that being said you're probably wondering who that is. Well, Underground Meeple is a very dear friend of mine. And not only is he a dear friend of mine, but he's also uh, a self-proclaimed technician. Uh, he's going to be my technician for every episode. He's going to chime in, chat it up, and usually we'll do a show just me and him together. Uh, so give it up for Underground Meeple. But you're going to hear him called by his real name, and his real name is Baby Gabe. Give it up for Baby Gabe, everybody. Thank you, Uncle Dad. Yes, I am the uh, self-proclaimed technician, the only one that you can actually afford right now. So you're kind of stuck with me for the time being until, let's say, this takes off. Uh, but it actually also kind of speaks more, too, about like having local artists, although I know what I do is not art. What I do is literally just a bit of a craft. But having like local people who are unknown or just want to develop their skills uh, you know, introducing them into like this world or giving them exposure is a better way to put it. So I'm excited to be here with you. Awesome, man. We're going to be on a, a very awesome journey, a very uh, long journey. Uh, I'm excited to see what we're going to bring to the to the world of podcast and everything else, really. We have a bunch of projects going on. Uh, I don't want to talk about all of them yet, but what I will tell people is that we are. this is not just a forum for podcasting or, you know, Instagram posts, which by the way, Instagram at UncleDadComics.com. Um, it is, it is going to be a, a brand, and what we're trying to build upon that is publishing, producing, you name it. Uh, so, yeah, if you have ideas and you want to see them in fruition, please email uh, undergroundmeeple at uncledadcomics.com, and we'll take a look and we'll reach out to you. But with that being said, thank you so much for being here, and let's get this whole show on the road. David Gabe, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about a topic that all of us have somewhat of a connection to right now currently is uh, viruses and pandemics in comics. Oh, yes. Pandemics, which I'm, which I imagine everybody listening to is dealing with that. Unless you're in, what is it, Georgia? Georgia, right? Georgia doesn't have, or they, they have it, but they're not. They're not staying home anymore, right? Oh, really? Okay. I actually oh, didn't really? know that. Oh, really? No, yeah. my technician. <laughs> I'm a technician. I'm not, I don't know my geography. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> oh, and just so you guys know, you didn't go to school to be a technician. Hell no. School of Hard Knocks. Not even School and, of Hard Knocks. And by His School of Hard Knocks, I <laughs> <laughs> by, by that, I literally mean just Googling and like learning as I go. Right. And he takes yeah, notes and crayons. Think about yes. that. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, my parents won't let me use shirts. So <laughs> right on the walls once. Uh, yeah, you know what? I know that feeling. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, I, I, everybody's pretty much dealing with this right now. And I know I can speak, I'm probably for most of the, everybody, we're kind of tired of being at home. And I kind of wanted to talk about, or we kind of want to talk about what, how, that, how the comparison of what's happening right now happens in the world of comics. Um, some big examples we're going to be using, and I think this is probably the most obvious one, is going to be The Walking Dead. Um, both both comic book and TV show. And I do understand that they are similar, but they are very different at the same time. But it's not about that. It's just about the comparison of what's happening in the real world. Uh, we're also going to be talking about other comics, such as Why the Last Man, uh, possibly um, Spider-Man, Spider-Island as well, sir? Probably a little bit. But I mean, obviously, it's not exactly uh, comparable to the other ones, seeing as how we don't have spider powers. Well, you don't. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, it's because you got to be a certain height to do that. And for people who don't know, he's only five feet, like exactly. <laughs> he's five feet exactly, and he has like the longest arms. His arms literally <laughs> go to his feet. 
<laughs> You're making me out to be a monster. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He just he doesn't look like that at all. He's a very handsome man. Um, but anyways, uh, so I'm going to hand it to my man, Gabe. Baby Gabe, sorry. Baby Gabe, please tell us. Well, first off, what are your thoughts about what's happening right now? Uh, about everything that's going on with the pandemic? Yeah, man. I mean, I feel like I'm on the same level as everyone. Like, maybe not because I, I know I come from a a standpoint of some privilege, I guess is the best way to put it because of the fact that like I still have an income coming in, you know, I'm fortunate enough to continue to be working during all of this. And not a lot of people can say that. Right. We've had how many millions of people in the U S you know, apply for unemployment. Right. But I mean, it's when, when things start first started, like talking about closing down the U S I feel like there were, you know, those who didn't really take it all that seriously. And even I wasn't as, I was concerned, but probably not as concerned as I should have been, you know, not, nothing that this would affect my, my daily life all that much, but, um, seeing everything, you know, start to transition, it's, it's, it's scary. Like not for myself, you know, thankfully, you know, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm not immunocompromised, but for those who are, and just, you know, those who are at higher risk in general, uh, I can't imagine like, you know, how scary that must be. So that's why I, I do my best to keep myself at home, only go out when I need to. Uh, to make sure that if I am a carrier, I'm not spreading it to someone else because I don't I don't want to be selfish in the way that you know I'm not concerned about my health, so I'm just going to go out and do whatever I want. I'm concerned about others, and that, that's kind of my feelings on all this right now. So what you're saying is you're a self-proclaimed hero as well? Hell no, <laughs> hell no! I am doing the minimal amount right now. There are there are people that like if we're going to talk about like heroes in comics and heroes in real life comparisons, there are actual people out there, you know. Who are doing what they can, being genuine heroes. You know oh, what they course, do, not yeah. just you know the the first responders and you know all the people that work in the hospital, but there are people that are doing what they can. You know, giving uh, without asking for anything in return. Uh, during all of this, Absolutely. you have people you know who are donating food, their time, their efforts to to just making sure that other people who aren't as lucky uh, to make sure that they're safe. Absolutely, and you know. I'm talking about donating and stuff like that. Do you think, let's say something on this level happened in the world of comic books. Do you think, let's say somebody like Tony Stark, do you think he would donate money to this cause? I'd like to think so, but uh, I would rather be more interested in like if something happened like this in the world of comic books. Think of, well, yes, you know, you have the rich people that would probably donate to the cause. I mean, you have Tony Stark also being Iron Man though. So, you know, he would also put his efforts elsewhere. Uh, I think I'm thinking more on the lines of uh, Aunt May, you know, in the Spider-Man comics, how she uh, worked with, I believe it was called Feast. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comics, but it's like a, like a homeless shelter. But wait, wait, when you say, when you say Aunt May in the comics, do you mean in general or do you mean in Spider Island? Uh, not in Spider Island because in Spider Island, Aunt May actually moves out of New York City. Okay, I just want to make sure. I mean, sorry, yeah, yeah. you're right, you're right. Uh, Aunt May in in general working with a, you know, a nonprofit organization, a a homeless shelter called Feast, and you know, her doing what she can to help those you know who are in need. Sure. I I think you know, like shining a light on those is probably better than shining a light on everyone knows Tony Stark would have you know the money to be able to donate to that. That's not. But then here's the thing. Here's the thing. If yeah. You, by saying that. In theory, would this even last that long? Because you have people like Tony Stark who have the money to fund a bunch of stuff, who's also very intellectual, right? True. You have brains like uh, Incredible Hulk or Bruce know, Banner, Banner yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, and you also have brains like uh, you know, T'Challa. You know what I mean? Like, uh, do you think with all this brain power, would it even last that long in the world of comics? That's a fair point, actually. And if if they actually like pulled their resources and were able to work together, it probably wouldn't last that long. And I always feel like vibranium seems to be the answer for everything. So like, <laughs> and you know, T'Challa would probably be like, "Oh, we already have the the uh, right. The we just put some vibranium on it, and there you go. It's done." You know. <laughs> True. I mean, to be fair, like vibranium can't even be used like as like a scalpel, which uh, going on a, a side note was something that was talked about in like Black Panther versus Deadpool a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And how uh, vibranium was used as like a, a resource uh, yeah. for specific like surgery. So you're right. Like vibranium is kind of a like a cure-all. Oh, totally, totally. I mean, it can it can cure the world and it can destroy the world. Because you remember, I, I can't remember the exact issues, but um, before Black Panther went to Hell's Kitchen to become uh, Daredevil, or yeah, because Daredevil, I believe, if I, remember, if I remember correctly, Daredevil passes away. And if I'm wrong, please don't kill me for this. I just, I'm old. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, he ends up coming to uh, Hell's Kitchen. But before he did, all this stuff happened where he ends up destroying his his the supply of vibranium in Wakanda to save his country in order to save his country and save his wife from Dr. Doom taking it. So it was a huge, huge, huge series. Um, so yeah, I think vibranium is like, like to that point, it's just, it's something that can cure everything and destroy everything at the same time. So, and then even with that logic, you know, could that be in turn used for something bad to make the virus worse? You know, that's, I feel like a more uh, conversation on ethics, everything that is made can be used for good or bad. I don't know if, I mean, intent obviously makes a difference on when it's created, but it's, I feel like it, that would be more in the hands of, you know, who currently has it. Like, like you said, Black Panther knew, like, if Dr. Doom were to use it, it would be used for nefarious purposes. Hence, he destroyed it. So I feel like right. it, it depends on who is currently using it at the time. Of course, right. Yeah. And I mean, that can even be said about what's happening with us now, right? Like, there's all these weird conspiracy theories, and I'm, I'm not going to get into detail about that because I don't want to be a conversation of this, if this is this real or not. Mm-hmm. But you have, you know, what if this virus in theory could be turned to something much more nefarious to for war or something, right? Right. Like, right. It's just entirely interesting to see what's happening in the world right now. And it, it almost feels like a comic book because it feels surreal that we're all stuck at home. And even on top of that, what if, would the superheroes even go out? You know what I mean? Like, would Spider-Man be swinging? Would, would the Punisher be out there? Would anybody be out there doing what they have to do? Because in theory, if it's spreading like wildfire, per se, could they get it too? I would say yes. I mean, depending on if it's like an, if it's an everyday type of virus, like, you know, right. almost like how this is, you know, how it's just structured like a virus, not like anything that would affect like mutants or superheroes or just everyday people and not affect those people. Right, right. I would say uh, to answer your question to those two specific uh, comic book characters, yes, they would both be out there. I feel like Spidey would be out there swinging, you know, helping people out, but also like maintaining as much social distancing as possible. And just like throwing things at like people who need things with webs, and, uh, right. and, and the in Punisher. Theory, in theory, too, it's like perfect social distancing, right? Just you know. Oh yeah! Oh, twip, exactly. Twip, twip. Yeah, and you know that. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know it, it dissolves after an hour too, so it's fine. There's no cleanup afterwards. Right, right. It probably he probably has a way to make it disinfect too. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly, yeah. exactly. And also, I feel like yes, the Punisher would be out there because, you know, there are criminals that are still going to be out there. So, you know, I feel like he would feel it's his responsibility still to go after those people. One, because they're committing, you know, crimes. Right. And also, too, because, like, someone's got to show them. Sure. No, totally. totally. Somebody has to do something about it, right? Because exactly. if everybody's staying home, right, then in theory, like, people like Dr. Doom or whoever can be like, well, hell, mm-hmm. this is my opportunity, right? Like, exactly. Yeah, let me go up in there exactly. And, you know, do what I got to do. Like, fuck the virus. I'm going to go kill people, right? Right. And there are, there are plenty of story arcs where you know like uh, a superhero is like somewhere else, and for that specific reason, a villain comes out and you know starts wreaking havoc. Right, right. And, you know, I, and I also wonder too, would there be a, an issue? What I'm about to say obviously isn't the same exact thing that happened, but it, it is on a global, or it's, it's definitely on a national level of like. So basically, when 9/11 happened, 9, uh, Marvel made a 9/11 issue. Uh, kind of dedicating to everything, but at the same time, there was a great story arc with because who who's going to get hit the hardest? Spider Man, right? And um, you know, a great storyline about Spider Man and you know nine eleven. And I wonder, like, could they make something about COVID nineteen right now in the world of like Spider Man? Or because again, New York is hit incredibly hard. Oh yeah, so one of one of the hardest right now in right, the U.S. Right, exactly. You know, so it, it makes me think, like, well, what would they? What would that storyline be like? You know, would right? Because you know, I can imagine that. So let's say him and Harry, Harry Osborn are buds. I can totally imagine uh-huh. Harry Osborn getting it, and then you know he loses his bud. You know what I mean? Or even, right. or even let's say you know Mary Jane or something. You know. Or if you want to go like Aunt May, Aunt because, you know, Aunt, Aunt May, May is, is older. Aunt May, yeah, 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 exactly. And and um, she'd be in feast, so she'd be dealing with, you know. These, these are people who may be coming in and out and who knows, you know, the homeless people who, who knows what they have contracted on them, you know, whatever, right? Right, exactly. Uh, uh, I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here uh, and spoilers for uh, the PS4 uh, recent game Spider-Man. Right. Uh, have you played this? I have, I beat it. Yeah, okay, cool. So you know exactly where I'm going with this. Okay. No, dude. No. (laughs) Okay. So my point is, uh, they kind of already have. It's not a tribute, and it's completely unintentional, obviously, because that game came out what almost two years ago now. Right. 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 With 
uh, Dr. Octopus unleashing a virus oh, right. onto yeah. New okay. York City. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you have people like Aunt May who are still helping others. And unfortunately, Aunt May falls ill. That's because right. Oh, my God. Because she's totally ran into the virus. About that. Yes. And yeah. you know, it's funny because like, while I was preparing for, you know, for talking about this, I actually wanted to go back and play Spider-Man. Cause I'm like, Spider Island is nowhere near as relatable as that video game is. And, it, and it's funny that you say that because I, I honestly didn't think about that. And I think because one, if you ha- if those listening and you haven't played Spider-Man and you have PS4, finish finish listening to this and then go play it. Uh, it or the is... other way around, because I am going to talk spoilers. <laughs> or, or, the, or the other way around, sure. Uh, but you got to come back and listen to this for Just sure. press pause. Uh, yeah, we'll, right, there we'll, you go. we'll leave a bit of a gap right now, <laughs> press pause, and come back. Yeah, because that game is probably one of the best games I've played. Definitely probably the oh, best Spider-Man yeah. game that's ever existed. Absolutely. Um, I, but yeah, to, to Baby Gabe's point, it's like, it talks about, it, it's just a a mix match of just, or a mishmash of everything you could imagine involving the Spider-Man world and the Sinister, Sinister Six, mm-hmm. real world issues, uh, Miles Morales, just yeah. so much happening. Then it gets even bigger when you get the expansion pass and then there's even more stories. Right, um, right. But I, yeah, I can't, I, yeah, you're totally right. Uh, go- but yeah, but, but yeah, going back to the the topic of Aunt May, you know, like she absolutely, you know, would be out there helping people out, and she would be one of the more people that's highly susceptible to this because she's older, and you know, in, in the video game, she does, you know, succumb to this illness. Right, totally. And uh, this is something else I would like to talk about in a future episode too, when we come to morality and ethics and comic books, is the fact that like Peter has the opportunity to save Aunt May, but at that, you know, at the cost of basically everybody else in New York that's sick. Right. And so he has to make the toughest choice, you know, he's probably ever had to make in his eight years of Spider-Man, I think is what it is in that game. I think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is, you know, do you save Aunt May to have her or do you, unfortunately, you know, let her pass and save the vaccine, you know, so you can mass produce it for other people? But I think it's always that thing of one life versus a hundred thousand. You know what I mean? Oh, like absolutely. You gotta, you gotta go. I think with the, even though I know it'd be the hardest choice for any of us to make. Oh, absolutely. But I think you have to do what's right. Mm-hmm. And and that that scene is like is one of the more emotional scenes I've seen in a video game. Oh, totally, and for it to totally, be like totally. a comic book adaptation, I am very surprised because there are very few adaptations of anything that turn into video games that are usually that good. Oh yeah. And this is probably the best one I've seen. Absolutely. And I, and I, I, you know, it really does tie into everything that's happening right now. Um, and it's funny cause we didn't even, we even say we're going to talk about that, but we are now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, um, oh yeah, you just hit that dead on. And I think like when you deal with like common books right now, dealing with the real world situation like this, I think when we really think about, you know, pandemics and viruses and whatnot, obviously in my opinion, there's one comic that comes to mind probably for most people. I think if not everybody, it's the walking dead. Absolutely. Um, and The Walking Dead, to be completely honest, is probably one of the most well-written stories ever of all time. Like it is, I love the fact that somebody, and that somebody, Robert Kirkman, came with the idea of what happens after the zombie movie. Uh, you know, what happens after the, the zombies come and you have to survive or after they deal with that ordeal? Like what do they do? What is, what is humans, what do, as humans, what do we do? to survive. And it's not even just surviving an, an apocalypse, it's surviving each other. It's surviving ourselves even, you know, it's surviving things that I think we don't really think about. And even in some respects, that's even more relatable to now because a lot of us, a lot of Americans, or a lot of people in general, uh, all over the world are dealing with, you know, quarantine fatigue. Like I wanna, I wanna go out so bad and go travel or whatever. But the reality mm-hmm. is, just because I have that fatigue, I can't let that go because then as baby Gabe said, what if I do, what if I'm asymptomatic and I get somebody else sick, you know, it, you're just, you're, you're dealing with all these, these issues and it's, how do you, how do you cope with them? And I think the walking dead covers everything so well. And I can, I can just talk about walking dead all day. And I think a lot of this conversation is going to be about the walking dead. Right. I want to get baby Gabe, your thoughts about, um, how Walking Dead relates to what's happening right now. Um, I, mean, I think you make a good point when it comes to, you know, like surviving each other because that's what The Walking Dead, that's what makes The Walking Dead so different from, you know, any other basically adaptation of zombies, uh, whether it be movies, you know, books, comic books, TV, anything of the sort is the fact that this is, you know, 
post everything that's happened, you know, how do we, how do we rebuild, you know, after all this, you know, things can't go back to the way they were. It's, it's impossible, obviously to a more extreme sense in, in the walking dead comics than it, you know, is going to be here in real life. But like, how do we adapt so that we can continue to survive and hopefully eventually thrive? There are people, you know, in there that do bad things, but for good reasons. And, you know, does it justify that? Do we have to like change what it means to be moral? Do we have to change what it means to be, you know, um, I guess kind, you know, you can, you can do bad things, but to be nice to someone else as well. So I, I think it. It just it just brings a lot of questions that I feel like no one else has answered if something like this were to happen. And like, what what do we do from here? Absolutely. And I feel like every character on The Walking Dead, somebody out there can relate to one of those characters, especially dealing with what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, I'm sure there's people who have woken up from comas and all of a sudden are realizing, holy shit, we're in the world of you know, pandemic, you know, I can't even imagine. Do you, I mean, imagine that. I mean, even, even having a child right now must be scary. You know, I, I just think everything that's happening and, and it, it, it's so crazy. I mean, yes, that's not zombies and yes, this is something you can't see, but it's this thing that you cannot see is controlling our lives right now. And, it, and it's insane. I mean, it's insane too, like how something like the walking dead is so close to what's happening now. And it's not even about a virus. It's about, mm-hmm. you know, these, walking things walking undead things killing other people and for what reason we don't know just as of the same reason as the wisest virus is here i mean i sure there's there's a there's a logical and medical reason how it how it became but why do you know why is a why is this happening you know what i mean like in a more i, I don't know what i'm looking for is but i think you kind of get what i'm saying the walking dead um i'm gonna ask this question um if baby gave i'm sure you can hear me but I want to ask you if you could say you relate to any character, who do you relate to? Now, while you think about that answer, I'll tell you my answer. So when I say this, obviously it is not to a T this character, but I have always seen myself as Shane. Now I know a lot of people are going to be like, (gasps) and I have to say, especially in the TV show. Shane was the most logical, most, you know, level-headed person on that freaking show. And, you know, obviously we know what happens to him. And if you don't know, I won't tell you because I'm not going to spoil it for you. Um, But all his thoughts came out of reason. Yes, they might not be choices that you want, you know, that people want to hear, but he had to do it. You know, these choices, you know, he made, he had to do them. You know, one of the big things too, people say, well, he's a cheater. He's a bastard, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I mean, his, he thought his best friend was dead. I mean, how, how do you survive that? How do you, how do you, how do you survive this apocalypse? You're in a coma, you know, no, there's no security there anymore for just to protect your friend. He did what he could. I mean, he even went back to the hospital and blocked the entrance of the, of Rick's room so that nobody can get in. And if it wasn't for that moment, Rick would be dead. And I think people just forget about all the stuff that he really did. And, you know, I don't think he meant to fall in love with Rick's wife. It just happened because, again, you know, they were close. Some things happened in life. They, they, he, she, she thought he was dead. You know, how could he know? And, you know, and, everybody, and then she treated him like crap. And I don't mean, you know what, I'm going to stop because I can go on and on about Shane. But I'll just say that's who I kind of feel related to as, as far as like his, his level-headedness. Um, baby Gabe, what do you think? No, going with your question, uh, I actually absolutely agree with you. Like coming from someone who uh, like watched the TV show and absolutely hated Shane the first time around, hated him. When you you know, like you're saying, when you take a deep dive into his motivation, his thinking, his logic behind all that, it makes sense because you know he he didn't ask for any of this to happen. Obviously, he didn't ask to you know have this group of people and become you know their kind of de facto leader but he took the responsibility of it. So he, he made the tough choices and that's what it comes down to in certain situations is making the tough choices. It's not always going to be popular. It, it's not going to make everybody happy, but you know, that's what it comes down to when it comes to leadership in desperate times is making the tough choices that you believe are going to be best for everybody in the long run. 
on you know what's it going to take to survive right right and and to that point about what you just said that applies to us staying at home right now mm-hmm you know what I mean? Like, what does it take to survive it right now to survive? We got to stay home. Right. And not even, you know, for ourselves, but for, you know, a majority of people who like, like we went back to before, a majority of people who are immunocompromised or are just at higher risk. You know, we make this choice not for just ourselves, but it is like a ripple effect. The choice we make now will affect others in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. But so would you say you relate to any character? Uh, I honestly like thinking about what you said, like peeling back the layers. I would, I would say Shane as well. Oh, but you're not as tall as Shane. Huh? No, <laughs> no, as... but I'm not as tall as anybody. Okay. <laughs> I'm like Tom Cruise and they do the right angling. They give me like a platform to stand on top of. So that way I seem taller. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. He just said he's like Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, okay. Well, okay. Sure. I'm glad you feel that way though. I'm glad, I'm glad that somebody else feels the same way I do about, uh, Shane. So awesome. The question is, so like, why is this, you know, happening mm-hmm. is also uh, another comic book that uh, I specifically have been reading for this topic is Why the Last Man, uh, which I, I didn't realize it came out in 2002. So, you know, it's, it's been some time since it since it came out. It's older than you. I know, right? <laughs> like crazy. Um, but basically the premise of this without going into too much, because I highly suggest reading this, like I would. I mean, you, you know, already spoiled Spider-Man, so what's the... <laughs> I spoiled Spider-Man in the game, yes, but like, I mean, this is a comic I want you to. I did give a spoiler warning, though. But you want them to play Spider-Man as well, so... Yes, that's fair, that's so fair. So just go ahead and spoil okay. it. So, but the, the, but the main premise of Why the Last Man mm-hmm. is the fact that out of nowhere... Wait, wait, hold on. Who wrote it as well? Yes, uh, actually for... Okay, so for Why the Last Man that came out in 2002 is actually written by uh, Brian K. Vaughn. Mm. who also wrote uh, Lost in Ex Machina. So what I was talking about, uh, what I wanted to go into about why The Last Man, um, talking about your earlier point as to why is this happening, um, the main premise of this series is suddenly out of nowhere, every male mammal in the world perishes. And no one knows as to why. And you know, wow. you have people... This throws the entire world into disarray. What I loved is the fact that uh, I'd have to go back and read it from the, I think it was volume two where they started doing this, but they show you statistics for that time on how many men were landowners, politicians, uh, presidents, Fortune 500 CEOs, and it gives you, you know, that list and all of those people passed away. So all this was thrown to us. I just thought those facts were, those numbers were very interesting. That's all. That's the only point that I want to make about it. But the so the premise is every male has died except for one and no one knows why and no one knows why all these you know men passed away in the first place and you get you know people starting to lay blame on each other and you know blaming other countries basically small wars start to break out and in laying blame but throughout all of this you have these communities that start to pull together and and start to even thrive in certain instances there's a a city that they go to in volume two uh, where it's it, it, obviously it's an all female city, but like they're the only city that this main character Yorick has run into that has running power. Like they're slowly starting to rebuild, but uh, it's it, like I'm sorry, I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but oh, yeah. So fine. the question as to like you know why why was why is this happening? No one knows why, but like to an extent, I, don't get me wrong, it, it matters as to why this is happening and you know what could we have done differently, but after a certain amount of time, it doesn't matter as to why this is happening, just the fact that it is happening and what can we do to minimize it. Right, right. I feel, yeah. Now, did you know that um, Why the Last Man is going to be getting a TV show? I did not. Yeah, so they're still trying to develop it, but it's going to be on FX. I'm very excited for that because, uh, small plug, this is not a sponsorship, but I've been reading on Comixology. And they let you borrow the first two volumes. And believe me, uh, he's free. right. It is not a sponsorship <laughs> or an advertisement. But if right. they want to, you can reach us at undergroundmeeple at uncledadcomics.com. That's right. Plug your ad here. Exactly. Um, but so, so Comixology let, lets you borrow the, the first two volumes if you, ha- if you have their subscription. I was so enthralled into this series that I went and continued to buy the other volumes that I'm currently reading right now. Awesome. You know what? It, so then, it is that good. So this is what I want to do with any of your that Let's do, uh, I think Why the Last Man has one of the most amazing stories ever out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do an entire episode of you kind of just talking about it and kind of teaching people about 
Wally Last Man, you know, spoilers included. I think. Uh, oh, absolutely. Do a spoiler talk. Yeah, yeah, totally. Especially with the idea of, you know, the show coming out. I, I know they're going to, I think they're looking for 2020 uh, or 2021. Uh, okay. But that'd be nice to talk about that. I think. Uh, absolutely. Wally Last Man, in my opinion, is still like one of the most underrated shows, or not underrated shows, underrated comics, I think. Um, so yeah, I I think that'd be really cool to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. If I mean, if you guys agree with us, you know, uh, send us an email. Or if there's any other topic that you want us to cover as well, uh, that isn't already on our list, which we will, you know, do that as we go. But uh, please uh, reach out to us. We'd and, love to hear from you guys. Where, what? Who do they email? Tell me. Where do they email? <laughs> well, for the fourth time that we plug this in, no. Uh, so again, the email is uh, undergroundmeeple at uncledadcomics.com. And. I'm sure people are going, what the hell is UncleDadComics.com? <laughs> well, let me bring that up real fast. So UncleDadComics.com is going to be the parent company of everything that we do, uh, including publishing. And I don't know if anybody can hear that, but there's an ice cream man outside, so I do apologize. Uh, uh, can you can you get me something, though? <laughs> <laughs> Please. No, I'm not going to get you anything. <laughs> um, but anyways, so uh, UncleDadComics.com will, will be up um, probably by the time you hear this. If not by the time you hear this, maybe within a week or two after. Um, I think that's the estimate date. Uh, but we're going to be pushing a lot of great stuff on there. Um, and there's there's even a whole entire section where you can literally go there, write, write what you're interested in hearing, write what you want to... If you're interested in maybe getting something published or getting something produced, you can submit everything there and then we can talk back and forth and create a conversation about that. Walking, uh, Walking Dead. Uh, Uncle, Dad, <laughs> Uncle Dad Comics isn't just about comics i have to i can't express this enough it's about community and even though we're just starting we want to build a community we want to build something you know uh, it would be sure it would be nice to make money but it is an idea of building community and getting other people's artwork out there uh so please uncledadcomics.com uh go there follow us at underground up uh, <laughs> i'm getting all my, my tags confused <laughs> follow us at uh at uncle dad comics uh on instagram it's literally at uncle dad comics and uh follow david gabe at underground meeple uh and again for instagram that is literally at underground meeple and if you want to spell meeple you can spell meeple out for him go ahead yeah so it's uh m-e-e-p-l-e mine is uh not comic book based but it is uh, board games, tabletop games. I do a lot of reviews and features on uh, things like that, including you know some some comic book board games that I'm hoping to to write for soon. And actually, uh, going on to that, since we don't know exactly when Uncle Dad uh, Comics dot com will be up and running, uh, I was going to talk to you about that, Uncle Dad. Is you know I think it'd be a good idea for them to follow either one of us at our Instagrams uh, to keep uh, up to date on news when it comes to the website. For sure, and I would say okay. at UncleDadComics.com. Or I'm sorry, at UncleDadComics. Yeah, yeah, at Instagram. Uh, that'd be the best spot. And we have a lot of great stuff coming up. Uh, I, you know, I'll give a little bit of a spoiler right now. We will actually have a guest on the show. I won't say his name, but we'll have a guest on the show. He is a published artist. He's worked for other companies that, that I can't say for yet, but he's worked uh, with some pretty big people, I would say, and he's going to be on the show um, shortly after this episode airs. We're going to have the next episode. Each episode should be about a, a one week apart, um, and that'll be Uncle Dad interviews. So yeah, keep an eye out for that, or you're out for that. Before we go back into the talk of like pandemics uh, in comic books, I actually want to talk briefly about uh, when you mentioned, you know, building a, a community. Um, obviously, you and I have had private conversations about what you want Uncle Dad uh, comics to become. And, you know, you were, you were genuinely sincere about, you know, building a community, giving, you know, lesser known people exposure uh, to the point where you, you even said earlier, um, having new artists uh, as our intro music every every episode and i i just want to say like that that's a a big thing uh because i feel like people especially right now during all of this are starting to come out of their shell a little bit more being more creative you know creating uh everybody's jumping on twitch right now you know everyone's uh starting youtube videos everyone is you know, doing podcasts. And I, f I feel what you're trying to do will help bring those people together and help, you know, help them grow as individuals and as creators. And I just think that's, that's a great thing that you, that you want to be doing. Maybe Gabe, uh, you're not getting promoted just so you know. <laughs> uh, no. I, well, then I take it all back. I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> and the show's over now. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Uh, I actually appreciate those kind of words, man. Thank you for saying that. Um, yeah, I think really it just, it just kind of comes to, um, I know how it is to be 
a struggling artist or struggling whatever. And sometimes you just need that little push to kind of, you know, get out there, you know, and sometimes you're lucky enough and it's free. Sometimes you got to pay for it. Sometimes you got to pay a lot for it. But I think what you got to think about whenever you do anything that you love, whether it's, you know, art, cooking, whatever, any medium to outsource your creativity, I think you guys got to remember whatever you put into it, you're doing it not only just to, to get it out there, but you're doing it for yourself. Because, you know, this does cost us money. You know, it's not for free. You know, that we are, we are spending money. Uh, and really, you know, I'm sure I would love to make profit, but it's more about getting stuff out there, getting, getting people to hear different things, different conversations, different, you know, ideas, you know, hearing artists that who aren't that big in their stories, you know, everybody has a story they want to share. And I think that's, that's kind of what this is about. It's about everybody should have an uncle. Everybody should have a dad. Well, guess what? I'm both. Uh, but I'm not literally both, just so you know. I'm not an uncle and I'm not a dad. That's uh, kind of your mantra. Right. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. Yeah, Not a dad, not a dad, not an uncle, <laughs> just comics. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get back to the, the grittiness of it. So with the idea of, of pandemics and stuff, do you think that a comic book should just write? So should there be a comic book just about what's happening right now? Like not necessarily about, you know, Spider-Man or whoever, like just a a story about people in the quarantine right now? I think, uh, yes, absolutely. I'm glad you said that, Gabe, (laughs) because let me tell you why. (laughs) Uh, Very, very, very soon, um, we will be publishing a product, project. Uh, Again, I can't say what, but the first project we're publishing will actually be about the quarantine comment, or quarantine itself. Um, It's going to be, it's it's funny. It's a real take on what's happening. it's going to be very special and we'll talk about that more in the coming weeks. But yeah, I, I, I think to, to what we're just, to what we just said, I think uh, t- laughing about what's happening right now is very key. And I think it's, this is going to be good to kind of get us to kind of understand that we shouldn't take, yes, we should take it seriously, but we shouldn't take it overly seriously. Right. So, but anyways, continue, baby Gabe. You son of a bitch, you just set me up like that. Yep, yep. Gotta get yeah. that. Gotta get that plug in. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get that plug in for, for the for the product that we that we're gonna have. Yeah. Yeah. What's that whole thing about asking asking questions where you already have the answers designed? Yeah. Exactly. 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 Steering me. I see. Um, I'm just. I'm just chic. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> and again, you're still not going to get that promotion. So. Yeah, yeah. I've given up already in this first episode. I think what's going to happen? I will, I will, I will always and forever be the family intern. The <laughs> family intern. I'm going to get a business card. It's going to say family intern on. It's going to say baby Gabe, family intern at your service. <laughs> um, um, but, but going back to to your question, whether or not I believe there should be a comic book made for this, absolutely. Um, not only from the perspective of you know people who are in quarantine, uh, but both both everyday people who are in quarantine, I feel like would be good. Uh, people who have you know health issues that are in quarantine, because as someone who you know who's not really at a major risk, I don't know how scary this thing tr- truly can be for someone. There are people in the UK that are in forced lockdown for twelve weeks, you know, who who can't leave, and I would like to to know you know what it is they're doing to cope with it and, you know, how can we help to cope with it? And just like, what do they think could be done differently? But also I feel like a, a comic book series on those who are still out there, you know, serving the public would be a great, a great story. I know comic books have done it for uh, the, the first responders of, of nine 11. And I, th- I think it'd be great to see the people, you know, the doctors, the nurses, the therapists, uh, especially the ones that don't get, you know, a, a light shined on them. I feel like it would be great to to hear their story from you know something of their perspective. And I think to that point, I think a hero you're kind of forgetting. And a lot of people are forgetting of the people working in the grocery stores. Yes, absolutely. As as someone you know who worked retail, you know, ten years, including at a at a pharmacy, like it's I can't imagine how difficult it is right now for them. Somebody very close to me works at a, a grocery store and mm-hmm. um, they have been having a hard time dealing with all of it, you know, and it's scary, you know, and I think, and they're not as protected as, you know, as I, well, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say somebody's protected more than the other, but, you know, as, as a, as a store, they're not, they're not as protected as they should be, you know? Right. And I think, um, 
you know, we should remember that those people are, are doing something that, you know, that allows us to stay home, that allows us to, you know, stay home and, you know, make a podcast about, you know, nothing. <laughs> no, exactly. Absolutely. You're absolutely correct. And I, I genuinely feel bad for getting, you know, people who just work at, you know, uh, grocery stores, retail stores, pharmacies, because that, that's a big deal. I can't imagine how things would be if those, those weren't open right now. You know, for especially for those people you know who need their their medication, their groceries, like it's and seeing those people you know come come and go through your store with masks, you know, I feel like everybody seems a little standoffish right now, and and I completely understand that. And as someone who's worked in retail, and you can you can talk about this as well, you know, sometimes people tend to project onto you their frustration, and I can't imagine if that's like amplified right now, and if it is, how difficult that must be. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and you know, what's funny to that subject of like, you know, amplifying it out to, you know, outwardly, if you think about it, that's probably what would happen even in the walking dead, a lot of those emotions and stuff. It's mm-hmm. because they can't, what do you, what can you do? You know what I mean? Like literally right. you can't do anything. You can't, exactly. you can't, all you can do is one thing only survive. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, money you had didn't, doesn't matter. You mm-hmm. know, obviously we're not at that state yet. But, you know, when you, or hopefully never will be at that state. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about that, it's like you can't, you can't go with your friends anymore. You can't do anything anymore. You can't, right. you know, you can't, I mean, getting a shower is almost impossible. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and those, those feelings you have must, you know, and going back to even Shane, you know, and some of his tones that he used as he talked to people, you know, that were overly aggressive. It's like, I don't think he was trying to be an asshole. It's just, you know, you're, you're looking to him as a leader. And he's trying to give you an answer, but you don't want to listen. Well, what else can you do? You know, what else, right, what exactly. else can I do? What else can we do as people? And I mm-hmm. think that's, that's very like spot on to what's happening right now. I, I absolutely agree. And, you know, having that, that pent up frustration is unhealthy. Uh, and I feel that that can also be talked about, you know, a, a more serious uh, conversation about, you know, mental health and making sure that you're, you're taking care of yourself, especially in times like these. Of course. To make sure that, you know, no more harm comes to you mentally as well being being cooped up at home totally 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 i i I can't agree with you more on that um going back to the why the last or actually going back to spider island okay how far did you get in that i am i think like seven uh and so for people who don't know can you explain the how the story arc works in spider island not necessarily the summary but how how can they Mm -hmm. read it uh, so I'm actually just doing the, uh, because of the fact that, like I said, I'm using Comixology uh, and I'm borrowing from them. I'm only reading the Spider-Man uh, entries and the Venom entries into it. But there's a, a whole catalog of other heroes, like perspectives that you can do, including like Cloak and Dagger. I think Luke Cage has has a has an issue there as well. Right. But um, yeah, I just started reading Amazing Spider-Man. I want to say it's... 665 or 667 one of those two is when they introduced spider island and i just read from there chronologically as well as like i think it starts with venom issue number seven I believe you're right yeah yeah uh where, where they where they uh come together story-wise dan slot is the writer by the way oh awesome yeah so spider island uh mostly uh, written by dan slot obviously whoever's writing uh for each uh other character is going to be their own individual writers um, awesome, yeah. Um, I don't know what else Dan Slott has actually done, to be honest with you, other than that. I'm sure he's done a lot more. Let's see. Uh, he's currently writing for Iron Man. Oh, really? And Fantastic Four, actually. Yeah, the Tony Stark Iron Man and Fantastic Four. Uh, international Iron Man? No, it's literally called Tony Stark uh, colon Iron Man, yeah. Oh, okay. I actually haven't read that. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm actually not a big Iron Man fan. Really? Yeah, that's a whole other episode, but yeah, I'm not. Yeah, right, I'm right. Not, yeah, I'm not the, Uncle Dad talks <laughs> hating Iron Man. Well, not hating Iron Man, just hating all, there's, <laughs> lots, there's lots of superheroes. I can tell you who I despise. Who? And I know people are going to be so mad about this probably. I despise Luke Cage. Oh, <laughs> gas. Can I ask why? I'm just curious as to why. I just, okay, so I always feel like... I, <laughs> So I know that um, T'Challa. So Black Panther is my favorite superhero. Period. Right. And him and Luke Cage always have issues. And when when Black Panther became uh, Daredevil for a little bit, uh-huh. um, Luke Cage didn't like that Black Panther was kind of rolling on his own rules and not letting him know what was going on or whatever. whatever. And it's like, who is he to tell Black Panther? I mean, Black Panther, T'Challa himself is like what? Number seven or eight, the smartest person in the Marvel universe, up there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. he's incredible. Like he doesn't need to tell Luke Cage a street kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I just and then he got the, he even sent Spider Man 
to go talk to uh, T'Challa, like, hey, bro, you need to chill it out. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I don't know. If, if you guys get a chance, yeah, Black Panther, Man Without Fear, you gotta, uh, you gotta watch it. That, or read it. That's a, an awesome uh, series. Um, but yeah, that, I don't know. I, I guess the, the thing for me is like, if I had to choose between Luke Cage and T'Challa, every single day it's gonna be T'Challa. Which I get that. Okay, let me ask you, what did you think of the movie then? Oh, uh, wait. Oh, Black Panther. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you know, okay. So the first time I watched it, it was obviously, obviously I loved it because, you know, I get to see my favorite superhero on stage. Right. Um, and, and that was, um, that was awesome. Or on stage, but on screen. And uh, mm-hmm. it was awesome to see that. And, you know, obviously it's not going to be a hundred percent what I think it should be. Right. Um, it was a fun movie. I like the idea that, you know, the Bay area is a part of it. You know what I mean? Considering that um, I always forget his name, but the director, he's from Oakland. And so it was kind of cool that he got to um, rep Oakland in his, you know his hometown and in this movie. Uh, so that that was cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought I you know because a lot of people who know Black Panther know that uh, you know Claw, he's pretty much a um, a pretty big villain in the world of uh, T'Challa. Right. He, he right. Was so like he was there and he was gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and obviously. Um, Killmonger is obviously a big part of it too, but like I was right. really surprised. Like, but really, what I was more surprised is why wasn't you know, um, uh, what's his name? Oh my gosh, uh, I think it would have been cool if they would have introduced uh, the uh, Craven the Hunter. That that's a whole rights issue though when it comes to Sony and Marvel though. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. but that that would have that would be very interesting if they did it that way. Totally, but I know I know because again I'm not I don't know a whole lot about Spider Man that well, mm-hmm. but. I believe he's part of the Sinister Six, correct? Then it would make more sense for him to premiere in Spider-Man, not necessarily, not necessarily Black Panther. Yeah, so I think that's kind of more or less it for right now. Um, I have to tell tell you, uh, Baby Gabe, thank you so much for again being here. And I want to be full disclosure: this actually isn't our first chance recording. This is actually going to be our second time. Uh, I want to kind of throw it out there to my man Gage, if you're listening. I want to let you know your episode has not been forgotten just been shelved um but i promise you one day we're going to get it out and one direction to have you on the show again um probably very soon so don't think that we forgot about you bud thank you so much for helping us out um but yeah baby gabe thank you again for uh, being here as always you're going to be with me all the time and i, I look forward to that uh, next week is going to be an awesome awesome episode i can't wait again uh next week we're going to have a special guest He's going to have a bunch of great stories and we're going to announce a really awesome project that I cannot wait to share with you. Yeah. Baby Gabe, what do you got to say? Uh, I was actually going to say next week's going to be a really big week for us. Uh, I'm excited to be doing all of this. I know I'm not, I don't have a hand in like all of your projects, but it, it's going to be a very heavy week when it comes to like what we're rolling out and what we have planned, because I know you also have uh, I guess this transition here. Uh, you are also doing uh, uncle dad radio as well. Correct. Yes. So the idea of, again, being a community driven thing and kind of being more than just comics, uh, Uncle Dad Radio will be launching on Tuesday. Um, Tuesday, uh, what date is that, baby? Gear? That's going to be the... Tuesday is the uh, fifth. Yeah. So, oh, Cinco de Mayo. There That's we go. right. Cinco de Mayo. There we go. Oh, man. To start. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a whole hour of banda, banda, <laughs> banda music, uh, mariachis, you name it. No. That's uh, right. That's going to be for Baby Gabe Hour. <laughs> Baby Gabe Hour. Yeah. No, I can't get into uh, to all these details yet. But what I will tell you is uh, Uncle Dad Radio um, will be available on our website. Uh, we're also going to be on the Streama. That's S T R E E M A dot com. We're going to be at this time, Uncle Dad Radio will be on three times a week, uh, about an hour to two hours each of those days. And I think we're shooting for Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. We're going to have different uh, radio hosts. Um, I will be your radio host uh, on Tuesday. Maybe Gabe, I don't, I don't know when we're going to do your hour, but uh, we'll, we're working on schedule and then some other people will be on there. But again, you know, an idea of community, we're not just going to play just popular music. We're going to play you know, independent music, uh, music from uh, local musicians, uh, music from uh, even people who just like want to have like a beat made and we just want to hear their, their, their beat out there. We'll do that too. Uh, if you have anything you want to share and you want to hear it played, I would love to play it. Of course, it, it, I don't want it to be too offensive, but as long as it's uh, appropriate enough, uh, please email it, uh, email us at, uh, again, underground people at uh, uncledadcomics.com. We would really appreciate that. And then, yeah, we can get your music on the air. Yeah, so Uncle Dad Radio is going to be a big extension of 
really uncle dad uncle dad you know myself is really about i love lots of things you know music movie comic book video games um i don't know if we'll do a video game portion of anything but for sure we're going to do a music portion which is uncle dad radio we are working on some movie things i can't i can't talk about that literally at all uh some comic book things as you can hear right now but we got some great stuff going on and uh yeah i just can't thank everybody enough for listening uh at least i i apologize if the audio isn't perfect yet but we're working on that we're going to be working on lots of other great things i promise you within the next two three months this podcast it's going to be spot on. We're going to get everything on there. It's going to be amazing. Please, 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 if you're interested in advertising with us and want your ad on here, and I cannot stress to you enough, if you're a local company or an independent company you want to publish or want to have anything you know, shouted out on here, please, please reach out to us. We can get it on here for a very, very minimal fee. Yeah, baby Gabe, I'm going to leave it to you now. Yeah, actually, I wanted to go back to what you were saying about, so uh, what you're talking about earlier about like having this perfect and like, not perfect, but as close as we, you know, to perfect as we can in the next few months. Um, what you had said before uh, in the original first episode we recorded that I really loved is that as this goes on, we will continue to get better. So like all the support you know, for everyone list, just listening to this and you know, commenting, rating us, all of that is genuinely appreciated. I greatly appreciate your patience because this is the first I'll podcast that I am. Go ahead. Where are they going to comment us on? Tell them where they can find us to, to, to comment. So if you do like what we're saying, if you uh, want to reach out to us, uh, you can leave a comment. We'll be first and foremost on SoundCloud, but we'll slowly be rolling out to other podcast apps as well, including uh, hopefully uh, Apple Podcasts. Awesome. And then one thing he did forget to say was the website as well. uh, You'll always be able to find the episodes on the website directly, which is uncledadcomics.com. And again, you know, soundcloud.com. I think it's soundcloud.com forward slash uncledadcomics. Yeah, man. And really, again, I, you know, I can't say thank you enough, but you know, next week is going to be a big week. Um, lots of great episodes coming. So at the end of each episode, we want to leave you with something to read. Now, I'm going to hand it to baby Gabe. He's going to give you a recommended read. You know, please feel free to read it. We love you know, supporting everybody. You know, and it, what we're about to recommend doesn't necessarily have to be about what we're talking about. It can be about anything we want. So baby Gabe, what is your week one, episode one? recommendation to read uh so i was talking about it earlier but i absolutely highly recommend reading why the last man by brian k vaughn it is a great story uh, and you see a lot of character growth with it as well cannot recommend it enough good call and mine to end the show is going to be snot girl written by brian leo malley and, and drawn by leslie hung amazing art style incredibly funny it it's it's about allergies surprisingly um but i cannot recommend that enough it's a little bit of everything in one crazy unique book but yes yeah, not girl uh go out there get it read it thank you so much to everybody uh stay safe out there and we will see you next week Bye.